It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. There's only three hosts and no Jessica. Yeah, she might join us via Skype in a little bit. We're not sure. Jessica is on vacation. Lucky Harris is in Tennessee. Yeah, I don't know if that's lucky. Um, I mean, Tennessee's beautiful, she, but she's right in the heart of Trump country. But she did go to the Jack I saw Daniels. she went to Lynchburg, and there's Lynchburg. only one reason you go to Lynchburg. Yeah. And uh, I'm just hoping for some kind of fun, kitschy gift. Uh, we'll see. Because that's, you know. That's my drink. Maybe she'll bring you a Confederate flag keychain back. <laughs> I don't think you're. Uh, I don't think you're right there. I don't think that's going to happen. She's not your mom. <laughs> She's not your mom. <laughs> Having to explain that to my mom after she gave him a Confederate flag. And like what the Confederate was. flag stands for, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize." Uh, this is episode two hundred and thirty-one <laughs> of the New Utah Podcast, a show all about Utah, and um, today we'll. Be no different. It's our last episode of the month. It means it's a famous Utah episode. And Jeremy's feeling bad because his last few choices have been um, deserts of I information. Have much info, but hey, this surprisingly, time, this time we found lots of. So it. Jeremy's like, let's shotgun this bitch. Let's do three really famous people that maybe everyone will know who they are. Maybe we'll get more information. And we did. And we're doing three of them. They'll be really fast, but they'll be fun. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about a. Uh, I don't know. Halloween. Halloween is the week. Because this is the week of Halloween. Some voting. It's fucking cold, though. It snowed on Sunday. It snowed. We can't make this podcast like old people talk about the weather, though. But I I have to tell you guys, so I'm always complaining that I'm cold and and, uh, there's medical conditions as to why, but... Every once in a while, I think Chris is really reminded that I'm actually cold. Like, I'll be under the blankets for like an hour or more and he'll put his foot over and my feet are still ice freaking cold because I'll fart in the blankets and she co- she makes the fart just go ice cold <laughs> but i don't like it i can't into a mist. warm up on my own like i have to one. have like some so like the cat or chris i or, will say this so we decided yesterday that at five in the morning at 18 degrees we weren't quite right re- we did this all last winter where we walked every morning i mean i took her out once when it was 16 by myself when chris was not feeling good but it was like you know i'd acclimated we, so we decided, let's walk after work, and we made sure and did it. Uh, but, you know, we saw the houses that are still running their goddamn sprinklers in kidding? October. I mean, it's like, kind of cool looking. There's a but sheet I'm like, of ice on your hell, fucking man? front lawn that is very clearly from running sprinklers. And walking our dog when everybody's like out and coming home from work and stuff is way different than 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, 5 in the morning. But Although she actually did pretty good. There was a dog that came running up to us and Chris had her sit and she waited. and good. She just sat there and then the dog went off. Actually, the owner of the dog, because they were in their like, front yard, <laughs> she comes running up to it and it just falls over and lays on its back. <laughs> Pulls an Ebo. <laughs> <laughs> come pick me up then if you don't want me running around. You come pick my ass up, woman. And it was, I mean, it wasn't like as a big of nah, a dog a as Phoebe, but it was, it was a bigger dog it, that she had to like haul its ass from like playing to play dead position. Yeah, that's Ebo's defense for everything. Oh, I'm, I'm dead. And the chickens are like, good, we'll just peck your yep. ass. Then. <laughs> uh, Be back, bitch. Exactly. Yeah, so it did get cold. If you had a garden, it's gone now. Oh, yeah. I Because uh, I had left that zucchini and that squash plant, and i am just been really lazy. And like 
the day after the snow, they were just Nothing. gone. And it wasn't like it was a heavy snow. It's just the freezing just fucked them. Yeah, that wasn't the high Sunday, like 19 or yeah. something. Like Jeremy did some garden cleaning, some un- unplanned today. So, yeah, yeah, I get up. I get my work day started around 9-ish. Power goes out. Power's out. Oh, that sucks. Power's out. I'm like, well, I got to do something. So I'm doing some of that stuff I haven't had a chance to do. Some filing. I've got a bunch of phone calls done. Ran to the post office. Still out. Still out. I'm like, crap. Tomorrow's garbage day, so I start cleaning out garden, filling up the garbage. Like every 20, 30 minutes, going back in the house, still out. Still, power did not come on until about 3.15. Oh, that's brutal. All day. Yeah. It was that's a pretty brutal. big outage, too. So, it, well, yeah, so I looked looked into it, and, and most of Riverton, um, most of Bluffdale, and a good chunk of Harriman were out. I think they said t- 2,100 customers wow. or something like that. So coming here... And I don't know if it's related or not, but coming Well, that's I, probably not most of Harriman, by the way. Those are much bigger. No, a chunk of Harriman. Yeah. Most of Bluffdale, most of Riverton, and a chunk of Harriman. That, that's way more than 2,100 customers, though. It may be 21,000? I don't know. Yeah. Lots of anyway. people. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, that's 2,100 is not very big for the three cities you just That's described. our neighborhood. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, so I get on the closer. corridor, and I'm heading this way, and I, and I notice that traffic heading south is... Stopped and I fucked. I get all the way to Smith's bef- and it's still stopped. And I look in my rear view mirror and as far as I can see up the Harriman Mountain and going back around was stopped. So I'm wondering if they were doing some sort of construction up there. Something happened. Power was out. The lights were out. Oh, but the, but the, the power was back on. Yeah, but if yeah, it, it doesn't matter though. If, if it the power's out and it backed long, up, it takes so long to clean up. That's true. And just because our power went on around three doesn't necessarily mean everybody's yeah, there. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's so yeah, crazy. I got a lot of unscheduled things done today. But my because <laughs> I was born a rampant man. Is that the song that is really playing on your phone? I don't know. Probably. Yep, it is. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, was that Jess texting in? No, I was. Oh, okay. I didn't know. But he was checking. Oh wait a minute. Because I thought I heard a text come through on my phone and it's oh, vibrating wait, for him. Uh, they're still no. not back. Cool. Well, we might not get her. We might get her at the end of the That's night. That's fine. Yep. She gets a chance. She's on vacation, so. It's... Yep. She's uh, enjoying herself in I'm gonna see. I'm going to tell you, if I go on vacation, I'm not calling into the podcast. <laughs> in fact, in October of next year, when I go to get married in Hawaii, yeah, I'm we not probably shouldn't talk about like when we're going to be gone for a week and a half. Oh, um, point. It's too late now. They know. I just said October. The crooks, the crooks will just dub in sometime next year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's a pain in the ass. That would be funny, though. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, well, that sucks for you. But uh, your birthday's coming up. Are you doing anything special for your birthday? Well, he's hoping that the power stays on. It's in two days, right? Yeah, two probably going to work a lot. Then he'll, then he'll really be older than me. Does Heather, <laughs> does Heather get you anything special for your birthday? Like Perfect. a strap on? I don't know. We'll have to see. Wait, you perked right up when I said that. I don't. Never mind. I'm not bringing that up again. I'll be older than you for like two and a half, three weeks. Oh, it's funny than that, dude. It's not even that long. It's like two weeks. I don't even think it's a full two weeks. Two weeks. So yeah, but I'll be the. Hold on, I'll tell you. I'll look forty-five. An older club. In fact, I think it's one nine. It's it's one day shy. Uh, Oh yeah, it's 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 thirteen Thirteen days days. because your birthday's on a Thursday and mine's on a Wednesday. Yeah, thirteen days. Thirteen days. So So for thirteen days, you'll be older than me. Oh, remind me, I need to check the theater thing because I've been wanting to book the weekend before her birthday a theater. But it hadn't been opened yet for that, that soon, so. 
Okay. The weekend before my birthday is like next weekend. I know, but it hadn't been open yet. It was just until Halloween. So, so we've got Halloween on Saturday. This is Halloween. So not the weekend after my birthday. Halloween. Halloween. Should we should we segue into a little bit of that? So uh, no, not yet. Okay. Let's start with voting first. Okay, let's talk about voting. Um, so voting is now is the time. If you have not registered, um, sorry, you gotta go on voting day and and uh, I don't know. Can you register yeah. at the poll on voting day? Yes, I don't think you, you can. can. Yes, you can, and you can register at the early polls. Which the, I'm taking Sean to go do tomorrow. Early po- polls close on the 30th, though, correct? Right. So they're only open this week. They opened yesterday, and they're open through Friday. And I believe they're only open from 2 to 7. Yeah, 2 to 7. And then after that, if you missed it, then it's the day of. Then you have to do it the 3rd, yeah. And I think they're open all day on the 3rd. Seven days before Election Day in the clerk's office. Um, and you can register during early vote and on election day. However, individuals must vote by provisional ballot if they register in person early during early voting or on election day. Yeah, like I said. So, so you a, can vote at the polls. But it is a provisional ballot. I remember the days, and it wasn't that long ago that that was your only choice was to vote at the polls, and you'd be in line for like five hours. Uh, yeah, the lines are much longer now, though. That's what's crazy. I am crazy. not looking forward to tomorrow for sure. Um, the, I, I don't know how it'll be. Early voting wasn't bad when I did it a couple years ago. Um, but or I guess like, I don't know, maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe it was like eight years ago. But anyway, early voting wasn't bad. Um, but I don't think you've early voted since we've been together. Yes, I have. Have you? Yep. We both have. The Taylorsville Courthouse or the Taylorsville City Building. I'm just grateful. On 54th. The mail in. I've done the mail in for probably ten plus years now. Yeah, it's been it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's fantastic, and uh, most of your votes are already counted. They're not tabulated though. So the way it works in Utah, and this is not everywhere, but this is Utah, who's been doing voting by mail for a long time. The way it works is uh, you. Um, can submit your ballot. You can track your ballot. Once they get your ballot, they'll start doing the signature verification stuff. And then once the signature is verified and they've okayed it, they'll take your ballot out and they'll start processing your ballot. And if your ballot reads incorrectly, then they go through the job of determining what they thought the voter's actual intent was. They don't know what you voted for. It's completely anonymous at that point because your ballot is not tied to your you know, name. They've just marked you off as having voted, basically. And so then they have to determine intent of the ballot. Like, was it obvious what they were trying to vote for or crossing out or whatever? So if you did have to cross something out, just follow the instructions uh, on the, the, the mail-in ballots. Um, but it's it's nice. But I still say go vote. Uh, lines are going to be long. They're going to be another big election. A really well, big election. Like we already have surpassed. Um, I, I don't remember what the last release number was, but um, it was higher than like it was already like six hundred thousand people, which was higher than what we had. Um, all ballots, all mail-in ballots come in uh, okay. last general election for for uh, Trump's first term. Uh, so that's uh, that's big. That tells you that people are motivated to vote. Um, for one reason or another. So hopefully uh, we'll see how things turn out. Hopefully they'll turn out better than last time. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I was talking to, uh, Tom, I talked to Tom a lot from Our Divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys notice? I'm starting to be worried about that. Um, <laughs> he's kind of, so but I, you're not I, married, so there's nothing to worry about. You know, the truth is I'm trying to figure out a way to weasel my in, myself into his company because I, I told him, uh, I told him, 
last night? Was it last night? Or it was this morning. I told him that uh, I think he actually has a, a real, true million dollar idea. Um, the it's it's just that amazing. And so they switch switched to that post pay model. I think I told you guys that we last talked week. about that last week. But they've seen a, a he, what he said was a very in all caps noticeable spike in uh, applications and application usage. Um, so they don't know fully how all that's going to pan out because they're collecting payment at the end. But they do have data tracking to see like where people are getting and how they stop. That's the stuff that I go like crazy for is understanding like well how far in the process do people get? And I gave him a bunch of ideas. Again, I I'm just trying to to go to work for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a bunch of ideas on like ways to monetize even further during that process like hey if they're getting stuck on these areas or these areas like maybe you could get deals with attorneys uh, and well, actually like, then produce attorneys and say hey we would recommend you talk to this attorney since this is clearly not amicable he, or he's compared it to TurboTax but TurboTax does that if you've got you get to certain points they have there for a certain amount talk to a a tax specialist. Yeah, or like uh, like one of the other things, I'm like you could do ads for like guidance counseling and stuff on the site uh, ahead of them filling out the application. Because again, the thing with our divorce, he doesn't. People are going to get divorced. Like this is just how it is. He's not encouraging it, but he's just trying to make it so that when people people like Bree have an amicable divorce instead of spending thousands upon thousands of dollars in attorney's fees, which her ex husband was on the route to do. Specifically, his dad, who was paying for it. Uh, instead, they could have done this all through our divorce and skipped attorneys altogether in the state of Utah, and it would have cost them three hundred bucks, two ninety nine now, which is the price that it's going to be for a long time. So, uh, but I was like, I was all interested in the the data aspects of it. Like they're mm-hmm. getting, you know, like twenty twenty thousand plus visitors a week to the site, like new visitors, and I'm curious about all the data. That's because that's what you do all day. I love it. it I, I will nerd out, give me data set, and I'll start looking for trends and ways to improve things and ways to like get people over whatever hump that you and in. my boss Glenith. Dude, I, I love it. I love it. So anyway. Uh, but yeah, I like what he's doing. I'm jealous. I kind of want to be a part of that company somehow. Uh, so Tom, if you're, if you're listening <laughs> and, and you want to hire a consultant to do some work with you, uh, I'm available very small amounts of time because I do have a full-time job. Sometimes when you sleep, you might be available. Yeah, I also have uh, a couple of other things I do on the side. Um, the podcast is also included in that, but I would love to, to be more involved if you're listening, Tom. Sorry, <laughs> I talk about Tom a lot. Uh, he's like my new bromance. We got to have him back on in a couple of months uh, to like, yeah. talk about. Yeah, him or I think his, he's got a business partner now too, a, a woman, a lady partner. Maybe bring her. We'll talk to her, maybe. I don't know. We'll Get see. Get point of view. Um, do we want to do Halloween stuff at the end, or do we want to do... Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, let's do let's do our famous Utah first, okay. then. So this might be... Maybe it's just because Jess isn't here, but like we're only 15 minutes into the show, and I feel like we didn't have much intro. I guess we're Usually boring. she has lots of interesting things that she does. We're the boring ones. This is true. I did. I will say that in reference to our vacation, uh, we looked at a lot of uh, Hawaii uh, VRBO stuff this last week. Apparently, I'm still logged into the VPN at work, so I'll just get right out of that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's uh, so let's dive in. So we have uh, this this week uh, we have three uh, famous Utahns. 
Who are we starting with? Uh, well, we'll just go down the list as they're written here, because I think the first one everyone knows. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, Roseanne Barr. My uncle went to school with her. And I had no idea she was from Utah. Yeah. So Roseanne Barr was Ben. ben. Was Ben? She was Ben in ben. Utah. She was born in Utah. Um, where is her thing? In November 3rd, 1952. There you go. So happy birthday, Roseanne. In Election Day. To a Jewish family. She's Jewish. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. So to a Jewish that family. That doesn't surprise me. To a Jewish family that in like the, the 60s and 70s in Salt Lake City, that's a big minority here and like kind of hit it. Right. Yeah. And, and really actually kind of were like subversive, like pseudo Mormons, but also what was the quote that she, she said? said? Friday, Saturday and Sunday morning, I was a Jew. Sunday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday afternoon, we were Mormons. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's weird to have a family. But I mean, like Brie grew up in a Catholic family in a very Mormon community. I mean, Salt Lake, the Utah has become less LDS over the years. It's changed, um, but there are, but it's still very but predominant. Sixty-two percent of the population being one religion is really crazy in this country. Like, can you name any other any other state that has that kind of density of anything of any no. religion? I know the South has pockets, but not the whole state. Yeah, they'll have like towns that are all towns that are that are. Lutheran. One or, weird or Baptist Baptist or whatever, or, but the town, not the entire. Yeah, and it's a town of like 3,000 Duggars that is all one version <laughs> of Baptist. God, those people need to close their fucking legs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was born in Salt Lake. Um, she grew up here. Uh, she went to school. She went to East High School and graduated from East High yeah. School. Like I said, she went to school with my uncle. Oh. The one that lives up the street. What? what? Dylan. Oh, Dell. Yeah. So a few interesting things that I didn't know. She had it was Bell's Bell's palsy. Bell's that's palsy. That's what it was when she kid. was three, and then when she was sixteen, she got hit by a car that left her with a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, and and then in uh, 1970, when she was 18, she left. <laughs> yeah, she went to Colorado, never looked back. She went to go visit. Oh shit! A friend. That's what happened to Cassie. She left. She went to Colorado. Yeah. But she didn't say she was going to visit a friend. Like, <laughs> never come back. back. She just never showed back up. And then, I don't know, something happened for 10 years. I'm guessing she found herself. Um, so probably... you guys talk about the traumatic brain injury, and then you, like, totally skip the fact that she was institutionalized and had a baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she At put that 16. baby up for adoption. Yeah, she was institutionalized. She later reconnected with that baby, though. Uh, it was worth noting. She did reconnect with that child later. So I guess since she was only in there for for eight months, she was she pregnant gotten, going in. Yeah, she got knocked up afterwards. I don't know, but so but here's the thing: the brain injury really affected her behavior. I think that's the point. Yeah, that I'm bringing up here that that they noticed everybody around her family noticed a significant and, change. And this comes into play because you know during the like 70s, during the 80s and the 90s when she was really in kind of her heyday. So she was she did what all the big comics did in the 80s and 90s. They went on like the Tonight Show or Letterman, um got their own talk show. They they got they got like as stand-up comics, that was kind of the progression, right? You worked the comedy show circuit. You got into a couple of big comedy clubs and became regulars like the Comedy Store in L.A. Um, then you got on a late show in L.A., like uh, The Tonight Show or Late Night or whatever shows were going on. The guy with the long finger. What was his name? 
from the nineties, the, the Arsenio Hall. Oh, Arsenio, Arsenio Hall. Hall. Yeah, that's. I don't think that was what comics were dreaming of Arsenio doing. Hall. He was not that. It was it was Letterman and it was the Tonight Show. Those were the those two were big, the big ones. ones. Uh, but if you got onto those shows and you were able to do a set, uh, the next step then is basically sitcoms, right? And she actually turned down Peg Bundy in uh, Married. Could with you Children. imagine her as Peg Bundy? Uh, no, I think, see, I think the, the casting was much better yeah. when she, with her turning it down. Yeah. But she did end up getting her own show. Um, she got the, the Roseanne Barr show. Nine seasons? Yeah, nine seasons originally. Uh, my mom loved that show. I never really got into it. It was, uh, we watched it a ton because my mom absolutely loved it. And I think what it represented in the late 80s and early 90s was here was this pseudo dysfunctional family that was happy the parents were too overweight just average people right like that was it the representation hadn't been seen before that whole concept i mean everybody lived it but it hadn't been seen on tv yeah and like it was you the had cosby show and it was all of these perfect yeah because all the families were perfect and this was not this was completely Silver dysfunctional and you, all those other sitcoms were yeah they were just making it like the house was always a mess there was shit everywhere like i remember like thinking back like you know, in the Cosby show or even like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or like their kitchens were always immaculate. Right. Like they were everything was where it was well, supposed to be. Privileged people in privileged neighborhoods. Yeah, with and, nice, nice tables. And theirs wasn't. Theirs was like, I swear to God, it had like one of those stupid plastic sheet covers over it that people have to protect the wood on the table. My grandma had one. Yeah. And like. I think my mom has it on her table. There was stuff over the counter, you know, all over the counter and people would just grab stuff out of the cupboards and stand there and eat while talking to people. Yeah. And like there was some extended family living there that didn't have another place to You could just say, yeah, your wife keeps an immaculate house. (laughs) So does mine. There's shit always, always, always on uh, the tables and counters. Yeah, but that that's it. Those are the two dumping grounds is the table and the counter. But the point is, like, it was... Right. Great. For the time, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, well, and it was it was very... It felt real to people, I right. think. And so that's why it connected with, with people like my mom. And then through that, she marries Tom Arnold in 1990. That didn't go over so well. They were married like nine or ten years, though. Yeah, but I don't think it was a great relationship. Well, he took over as her manager. He fired most of her people. He got really possessive, but then I'm sure she wasn't exactly fun to be with either. So, yeah, that kind of went down in a... Yeah, and she's flames. she's popped up and down since then. They uh, revised or re- revived her television show um, that she got kicked out of. Uh, yeah, and then she left for like so that, a year. There was her national anthem fiasco in 1990. Yeah, so she she throws out an opening pit or she's re- singing the Star Spangled Banner and sings it horribly, disrespectfully. Yeah, and it like most people think that she did it on purpose. Who knows? I don't think she ever really came and out. And at the end, she spits. She grabbed her groin and spit. And like grabbed her crotch and spit. Uh, and so a lot of people really didn't enjoy that. <laughs> and then if y'all remember in 2012, she ran for president. Yep. I forgot about Got that. Got 70,000 votes. <laughs> for the, what was it that the party that she ran with? Was Peace and Freedom Party. Peace and Freedom Party. And then when Donald Trump announced his candidacy, um, she went off the fucking deep end in terms of like Donald Trump support yeah. and like super crazy racist rants and shit. Speaking of racist, that was her 2009 Hitler photo shoot. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. That was a fucking joke though. It, it, it was, was, it was a joke 
for a satirical Jewish publication. But it did not go over well no. because, as with everything, it was taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And she was she was posing for a satirical Jewish written publication. She is Jewish, and she was posing as Hitler as uh, to be funny. Right. And, you know, apparently can't do any of that anymore. So in her defense, I don't think that was as bad as the media made it out to be. Right. And then her talk show that only lasted... <laughs> The show was terrible. Maybe four months. Yeah, not months. even a full season. I don't think. I don't know. And then 2018. That was the that was the most recent. Was was her tweets? Wasn't she on the View? Was she ever on the View? Uh, no, a, that was Rosie O'Donnell. Oh yeah, wasn't that's right. it? Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell yeah. was on the View. So she. It was her tweet about the Parkland shooting and Valerie Jarrett. Her. Yeah, that, she really didn't get a lot of love from that. And so the interesting thing is after those tweets, she really kind of went underground. Well, to be honest, like she hasn't done much since then. Pictures surfaced, uh, in 2019 last year, last year, I think of her walking around ninth and ninth. She has a house in like the ninth and ninth area, sugar house type area. She has a house here in Salt Lake still. So even though she fled out of Utah and never really came back, she bought property here and she's come back here and she lives here part of the year. Well, she still has family that lives here. Yeah. And she has, she does have a huge fucking chunk of land out on Hawaii on the big island, I think. Hmm. So she has like a, like a plantation plot basically out in Hawaii. And I think she lives out there uh, a good chunk of the year most of the time. That's where I live. Fuck yeah, why wouldn't you want to live? <laughs> I mean, I love Utah, but holy crap. So, yeah, but, uh, so she's interesting. Um, if you don't know who she is, then, but I, I think what a lot of people are, what a lot of people forget is that traumatic injury. Uh huh. Like, like really fucked up head injury that really could have changed her long term. Like her outbursts and her craziness probably related to that. Mm-hmm. So who knows? If she would be the same person without that. But who knows if she would have been the same comic without that and been, True. you know, got to where she was at some point. So I think people just forget, you know, I'm not a Roseanne Barr apologist or anything, but I think people need to remember that everyone has circumstances. Well, and if you're if you're a celebrity at that level, you're you've opened yourself up to anything and everything. I mean, that's just the way it goes. If it, if you're a high level celebrity. So the next uh, famous Utahn, I need to stop smacking in the mic, by the way, because it's really hard to fix and post. You know what I've noticed that Carrie Jackson does? So he do, he used to do this in the studio all the time, just as somebody who'd been into the studio. And now that he's in his home studio and he sits there and he's right by that microphone, you hear him. Okay. And you can, I can, I can actually like physically like picture him in front of the microphone doing it because he does it. You know why he does that, right? Why? Oh, he does it to mark the the spot. So where I'm like, and I smack, like if I would clap, it would pick it up and it's so visibly different in the waveform that you can go right to where it's at and it's just a, huh. it's a visual cue in the waveform. I've never, I could never hear it in the studio, but I can hear it in, at home. and I can just picture him like just. Yeah, and part of it's that just is a very... it's a good spot to mark things, and so it makes it so you can go back through and like edit. So when I say stuff like I'll, I'll be editing and I'll I pick up that I say uh a lot as transition, I'll be like um so um 
that's really shitty to listen to and it's a really poor way to speak. So if I'm thinking about it, I'm a lot more conscious about it and don't do it as often. Uh, yeah. See, that also does some really shitty stuff, um, sound wise <laughs> when, when you do stuff like that. So I try not to, uh, but that's why he, see, I did the, uh, again, that's why he does the clap, I think, just to help mark that visually. Maybe I'll have to ask him. So anyway, uh, Number two on our famous Utah trio this this week is Frank Zamboni. I want to drive a Zamboni. Another. That is not how the song goes. Another super interesting story. <laughs> how does it go then? But I geeked out over all of the engineering behind so, it all. Unlike unlike uh, Roseanne Barr, the Zamboni thing, um, he was born here, but then they moved to... Um, Lava Hot Springs, right? Uh, Southern California. Let's see. Yeah, well, so Lava he was Hot born Springs, in 1901 Idaho, in Eureka. Yeah. And then, yeah, then they moved to Idaho for quite a few years. And then in 1920 to Southern California. So really, he was only in Utah for just a few short years. But he's still a Utah, so he counts. None of his formative years. No, but he's still a Utah, so it counts. Especially since Zambonis are cool. Zambonis are very cool. So, to kind of to kind of summarize his younger days. Oh, here we, we can go. Just go. We just talk over it. <laughs> he was another one of those um, extremely intelligent guys, but really good with really good with. You don't have to stop when I'm showing him something. Stop You're supposed to this just is keep why, going. This is why Jeremy can never actually drive the train wreck. Though, <laughs> is right. this show because. He has, I guess apparently he has ADD, and he, he's very distracted by the... Brie goes to show me a message. Something uh, shiny. And he's like, whoa, what are you showing him? I'm just going to stop not talking. I don't understand how dead air works on a podcast. <laughs> so, anyway, Zamboni is an engineer, uh, but he's really good with his hands, and he's really good with creating things. So, when they moved to Southern California, him and his brother's... By a little ice skating rink. What what was it called? Uh, Iceland. 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 So they opened up like a little the country. Iceland in 1940. Um. <laughs> See, that's exactly how it goes. I just said I wanna drive. You didn't, you didn't. You didn't add the uh, thing at the end. I wanna drive Zamboni. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Stupid song. <laughs> he has a song after this fucking thing that he made. So anyway, continue with the story. So, so the first thing he invented was actually to create the ice with the pipes under the water that had never been done before. And mm-hmm. that in and of itself was a patent. And he has like... He has like 20 patents 20 or something. patents all maybe, for... Maybe a dozen. Ice-related things. So he no, invented that no, first... there's some that are not for ice-related things. We'll talk about that. Oh, true. True. So, so... Then the next thing he wants to come up with is a way to smooth out the ice, because before that time, nobody had figured out a way to do that, other than pouring new water on it, but that that may or may not work. So he starts tinkering with his first invention. He got an old Jeep, like a 1947 Jeep. He got the the engine off of an old airplane. It was just this crazy-looking thing. He just put a bunch of shit together from a junkyard, but the trick was... What he did in terms of, like, that was just driving it around, but he actually made it. So he created a, a mechanism by which he could, instead of having everyone push water over the ice in 
like take what did he say like five guys an hour? It's like yeah, he could do it with one guy in fifteen, 15 minutes. Fifteen minutes, the whole ring. And that was that was the big that was the big change there. So he started with a tow behind, and that didn't work. And then he converted this jeep. Uh, but what it would do is it would scrape the ice, collect the scrapings, add water to it, put a fresh layer of water, and squeegee it as you go. Basically, that's basically clean the ice as well because. You know, if you've ever figure skated or hockeyed, there's blood on the ice and stuff like that. More hockey than figure skating. I don't I think there's a whole lot of blood in figure skills. pick. Toe pick. So he created the first one, and it was just for his ice, his little ice skating rink. He never thought anything would come of it. I mean, he didn't even think anything of it. But he starts to get noticed because people start to see this funky machine he's got that he's driving around and how cool it is. Uh... Let's see. He's got his Model A. B starts to get better in 1950. Yeah, so so his Model B, um, it was the Olympic ice skating star, Sonia Henney. I'm probably not saying that right. Uh, traveling Ice Show came, and when they they did their show on his ice, they were amazed at how smooth it was and how... And that's when the Chicago Blackhawks and NHL franchise said, Hey, what you got there? We want those. Can you sell those to us? So he applied for a patent, which he got like four years later. It takes a while to get a patent, people. Uh, and started the Zamboni company uh, and uh, started building Zamboni machines. So he made four of the Model Bs, so there was only four in existence. And in fact, there's one of the originals on display at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Minnesota. Because he was inducted. Because, yeah, honestly, his creation of this machine of the zamboni machine you know created so there's a reason by the way that hockey periods the break between them is 15 minutes because that's how long it takes how long it takes the zamboni to, to, to resurface the ice, the ice. Yeah. so um that was really cool to, and, and it's all just because he liked ice skating rinks they still have that ice skating rink that they originally bought yeah um, it's still there so models all the way through model d he was still building them on a Jeep chassis. That's so crazy. Um, and the first one, he had a four-wheel steering. The problem was they'd go to steer, and the back end would, would just slide, slide out. So he disconnected the rear-wheel steering, just the front-wheel steering, and then realized it worked great. So, I mean, he's just tinkering with this. That's what an inventor does. With this Jeep thing. And there's some really cool pictures of it, and I'll, I'll try to post them with, with the 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 write-up about it, but it was just so fascinating reading all of these. So he gets to Model E, uh, 20 models of the E were bought and sold, and that was when the NHL got involved, and Canada, Toronto started buying them. Uh, let's see, and the, let's see, the Bruins all bought the Model E, and then he gets to the Model F, uh, still selling them. When does he get, so he gets to the the model, the 500 series. Yeah, so the 500 series is the one that we know and love today, and there have been over 10,000. Yeah, they sold the 10,000th one. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens bought it in 2012 for the yep. Bell Center. Um, so, And now they do the ice cleaning even faster because they usually run two Zambonis at the same time on most ice, big professional ice rinks. So he moved on from that and was removing water from outdoor artificial turf surfaces and yeah, the stripes and I got, stuff too. I got the impression that the guy just loved sports. And so like artificial turf, um, if you get water in it, 
um, can be a pain in the ass, basically, because there's no drainage, right? Mm-hmm. So typically there's, you know, if anything, there's some drains in the concrete, but it doesn't really drain well. It's not like soil where it absorbs the water. Right. And so he came up with ways to uh, remove water out of artificial turf. And then um, the handling machine that he built in the late 70s was the one that could, like, pull up all the lines, the painted lines and stuff off of turf. Because when you think of, like, a football field, that's still paint on turf. Yeah. Nowadays, they're creating turf that they can actually do, like, like a fiber optic turf. Um, it's still not quite there, but they could, like display images in the turf live and, like, change what's on there. So, like, whatever team you're playing or if they use it for multiple sports or whatever. So if you think about it, his inventions from 80 years ago, although modified, the concept is still in use today and nobody has really changed or improved it. No. Yeah. I don't know what you do, though, to make ice more smooth, like. Yeah, I mean, that's what an ingenious idea to vacuum up all the chips, recirculate them so you're not having to... I mean, it's got its own water supply as well, but recirculate them and then lay them back down and squeegee them so that it re-smooths the surface. Well, especially because they're already ice cold, right? So, because you don't want to... So you don't really have to worry about, like, trying to get them... Get, keep the water super-duper cold and stuff because yeah. they're already cold and... Yeah, just ah, really cool. I, I, it's a another good famous Utah. It just seems so. But to be obvious clear, now, like to do that when that, clearly it wasn't always that's a, obvious. That's a loose famous Utah because he was born here. Yeah, but he didn't. Really the Zamboni song is cool, and Zambonis <laughs> are cool. So they are really cool. I do like a good Zamboni. Oh, and really quick, he was um, <laughs> inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 2007 and the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame in 2009. He was given an honorary doctorate of engineering. That's pretty cool for a guy that invented like two things, basically. And he didn't have a whole lot of education. <laughs> no, no. I, he just loved what he did. And you think of like, do you think of like the dudes that like have businesses and just kind of make deal with what they have and like creative ways to fix shit and that's basically all this guy was and he was just he really kind of reminds it. me of Browning who we talked about a few months ago Fuck, dude Brown no. he just tinkered he just yeah but Browning was like th- this guy was was to ice hockey what Browning is to guns sort of Browning's inventions yeah. with guns are going to be the mainstay for another hundred years probably yep. yeah yeah I don't think they're going to be changing the Zamboni anytime soon uh, either the car the cartridge <laughs> The cartridge casing for a, a bullet. Yeah, that changed the world. Just completely, completely. It changed everything. Not just hand-to-hand gun combat, hand-to-hand gun combat, <laughs> but not just handgun combat and, like, rifles, but even what they fucking use on naval vessels and stuff. Yeah, in, large ordnance. Yeah, large ordnance and aircraft and naval vessels, they're all cartridge-based. They're yep. all based, like, that guy, I... You know, I think it's fucking stupid that the legislature creates state things, but I 100% understand it now. And I, Yeah, I, we mocked it at first, but now it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, something to be proud of. You know, another person that we can be really proud of. Now, out of the three, this is the most, like, real Utah <laughs> of the three because he grew up here. He went to school here. He pretty much stayed here. Uh, so the last one is Nolan Bushnell. And... That name you probably don't know very well, but you're going to know two things that he did that um, that are out of this world. You can't deny not knowing them. The first is Atari. 
Yep. He is one of the original creators of the Atari gaming system in Pong. I used to have an Atari in my bedroom. The second is Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> he is the uh, originator and founder of Chuck E. Cheese Pizza. Uh, are there any left? I don't... Yeah, there are. There's some Chuck E. Cheese's left. It's not doing well anymore. Um because kids think the animatronics are stupid now because they really are kind of old and stupid now. Well, but when it was in, when it came out and you had Pong, that was like your level of graphics. Yeah. So this is a guy. So this is a guy, uh, Nolan. By the way, the COVID-19 pandemic put significant financial strain on the company, leading it to consider restructuring under bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah that's, but that's, that's, that's normal. And, and honestly, Chuck E. Cheese is the kind of restaurant that you was never going to reopen under pandemic circumstances. It was a buffet primarily. Yeah. It was a kid play zone, which are all closed because fucking bacteria gets everywhere and kids spread disease and COVID. Uh, and then all the arcade style games are probably okay, but like no one's going to take their fucking kids there with, with a no. pandemic going on. Uh, cleaning them after each person uses them would be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And in a setting like that, that would be tough. So he was born in 1943, February 5th of 1943, uh, in Clearfield. Clearfield. He's only a year younger than my dad. Uh, he's 77 years old. Um, he's still alive. So Mm -hmm. we don't want to talk about him like he's not in existence. So is my dad. Zamboni's dead. Um, I think, right? Yes, he died at 87. Um, at but, 87. But, uh, like, Roseanne Barr's still alive, too. Um, she's just crazy now. But Nolan Bushnell is still around and still uh, in in business and doing different things. Uh, so he's obviously in the Video Game Hall of Fame, uh, the Consumer Electronics Association Hall of Fame. Um, he's got a whole bunch of titles and shit like that. But he grew up in Utah. He worked um, at Lagoon. Worked at, <laughs> worked at Lagoon a lot. That was a big influence, actually, on a lot of his game stuff. Uh, he went to Utah State University and then actually transferred to the University of Utah. College of Engineering. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the Stanford Business School later in life. Um, but he absolutely was a Utah kind of through and through. And so while he was in Utah as well, um, so aside from working at, like, Lagoon a lot of st- times, and he really liked the Midway games uh, at Lagoon. So do you. It's one of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. I, I will spend hundreds of dollars in the fucking Midway because I'm a sucker for those stupid carny games. Um, but uh, that that's one of the big influences on Chuck E. Cheese was the Lagoon Midway stuff. Um, but he also worked for... Uh, like Litton Guidance and Control Systems. He worked for Hadley. Um, those are big engineering firms, like rocket ship, like legit rocket ship and rocket development mm-hmm. companies. Like they're there. That's a bit. People don't realize that about Utah, that we have some really advanced, like rocket engineers are a real thing in the state of Utah. Because we have, what's that? Uh, Halcyon? Is that the name of the company? The military contractor that's out west there. Yeah. Uh, has the big rocket testing facility out there. Yeah. There's a couple out there. Bushnell something. Yeah. Something. So, yeah. Th- yeah. So Utah has a bunch of those, actually. They develop rockets for NASA and for, you know, putting satellites into space. Every once in a while, you'll see them do a burn. Yeah. And you can see, like, crazy, like, test burns that they do where they have a, a rocket, like, locked in place, and they're just burning the fuel to see how mm-hmm. well the, the rocket fuel burns. And it's, like, these crazy, ridiculous clouds of smoke. And it shakes the valley. Yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so, yeah. he So, he got a lot of, like, hands-on with a bunch of engineering and stuff. Uh, and then um, he's a Mormon, um, or at least was. He's a lapsed Mormon. Yeah. Um, 
lapsed Mormon is what time referred to him as. <laughs> That's what Jeremy is too. <laughs> but he uh he decided to create this this is the the Atari thing is really um a crazy thing. So back in nineteen seventy two, so he worked um So just before that sixty nine, him and a colleague formed Sizgy. Sizgy Sizzgy with with the intention of producing a space war clone known as Computer Space. Yeah, so they were trying to make a game. Right. Right. And and this is back, you gotta understand in the late sixties and early seventies, computers are just starting to become Barely. things. Um TVs are in houses, but they're, they're mostly, still mostly black, black and, and white. white. Uh and games are only in arcades. And even at that it's mostly pinball. There's not much. There's not way. much in the way of electronic games. Not it's in, mostly not action. In 69, 70. Yeah. So they're trying to create um, a game that's that's basically. I mean, that's that's the like idea of some of those things. Trying to create something like that. So it turns out it's a complete failure. Um, so a complete failure, but sales did still exceed three million. Yeah, but that's not much when you're spending. Tons of money. Right, what you're aiming for. It's considered a failure. Um, In 1972, uh, he and uh, Dabney, which is his partner from the other company, um, decide to... Um, that, well, they find out that that name is already in use. Yeah. Sis, Sisg is already in How use. How in the world is that already in use? I don't know. Use? It's a weird <laughs> fucking name. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. It says it was used by a candle company uh, owned by... By some hippies in a commune. And so they, and by a roofing company. And as by well. a roofing company. <laughs> how was that name used by two other companies before he gets to it? But Atari isn't. Yeah. So then they, they decide, okay, we're going to make a new, we're going to incorporate under a different name. They incorporate under Atari. Which um, they said is a reference to a check like position in the game Go. Which yeah. Have I, you ever seen, have you ever played Go? It's a it's a it's a good game. I don't know if I've ever played. Isn't it's, that marbley game? It's the marble. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's the black and white marbley game with a big board. It's kind of like it's like a version of chess. Othello. Have you ever played Othello? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, Go and Othello are very I know similar. What you're talking yeah. about now. Um, so Atari is one of the positions in it. Yeah, and so they're big fans of games, obviously. Um, and so they decide um, they're in California at this point, right? Because that's where all this stuff is kind of kind of coming from so they hire another guy uh to help start building stuff and um they go to a demonstration of the magnavox odyssey um and basically it's a tennis game right Mm -hmm. this gives them the idea for pong Mm -hmm. and so they create pong which was that was it man that was where it started I remember what? I remember the first ones where you had the roller controls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just Well, and so Pong was again, this is in a time. There's a I want to know, I can't remember the name of the documentary. There's a really fucking cool documentary on early video games and on Atari that Bushnell did. That's like he talks a lot in it. It's a really fascinating documentary. There's one called Atari. It might it might be that one. That's, it's That's the name of the it's Atari. A, Atari game over. Yeah, and it's a really fascinating, um, it's a really fascinating documentary because basically what happened. That's um, what my Atari looked like. Yeah, that's an Atari 2600. Yeah. That's what mine looked like. 
Yeah, that's a 2600. That's what everyone's looked like because that was the big machine. The 2600 was the one that was super popular. So basically, at this point in time in the late 60s, early 70s, if you created a video game like Pong, it was only available in an arcade. It had to be like a stand-up cabinet. Right, big. And the cabinets were big because it took... All of that space. Think to put of all old the computers. Yeah. How massive old computers were, but they didn't really do. And you had a giant cathode tube TV in it, right? Like the arcade stand-up cabinets that we have now are only stand-up cabinets because that's what everyone's used to. But, but that were because of the massive TV. Yeah, it was required to do all of that. You had to have all that stuff in there. So, um, the the crazy thing that they decided to do is make it consumer-based. And they figured out a way to take games and cartridge them and package them. And cr- when they created the Atari, they created the home video game system. Yeah, that's what started all. I thank them for everything. Xbox, PlayStation, all of it. Everything all of it comes back to the Atari. Comes back to their their start. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> Uh, Steve Jobs actually borrowed money from Nolan, got Nolan to put in, uh, well, 50 grand. And then, um, and then they, they came back and asked for another 50 grand and said, if you'll invest another, we'll give you a third of our new company, Apple. And he, he said, said, no. No. What a bad idea. He said, I, I, I own a, I own Atari and it's doing well. Why would I want to be part of your company that's not going to go anywhere? Yeah, probably a mistake. I'm sure he's <laughs> not the only one. Um, but, you know, he he eventually sold his hurry. Um, you know, uh, he got he kind of got forced out in the late seventies. Um, he got in a fight with with uh, with Warner, one of the other uh, owners of the company, and um, so they you know they parted ways. Um, but you know, he made a lot of money. So well, it's it, not, it said by nineteen eighty two, Atari had a one point three billion annual sale. And was the fastest growing company in the history of American business at the time. And I just want to throw this out there. Guess what industry is bigger than the movie industry, which everyone used to tout as the biggest industry? Gaming industry. The gaming industry. By far. Leaps and bounds bigger. The money, the jobs, the employment opportunities. Well, and the graphics that come from the video game industry are what's used in the movie industry. Yep. Yep. Um, so that, I, I mean, that alone... Bushnell would be remembered for that, for his entirety. Space Invaders is still one of my favorite things in the it's whole world. It's a great world. game. I love the giant Space Invaders now. And Frogger and Pac-Man. You name it, Dig Dug. Du- Pac-Man Dug, is so much fun. Pitfall. What's the one where you are riding the ostrich in the volcano? Joust. Joust. Yeah, I like Joust. Joust. <laughs> so that would have been enough. But no, because... Because Bushnell, but no, because he invented really cool Atari. He invented Chuckie So he, because he liked, he is a he, look. He's a Utah guy, right? He was a family. Mormon. He's a family man, uh, and he loved what occurred at Lagoon. And so um, he dreamt up this idea of having a place where you could eat pizza, play video games. And the big thing was the animatronic stuff that he created. So there was at the time a place called. Pizza Time Theater, yep, owned by Warner Communications, who was his partner with an Atari, I think. And it was a place where kids could go eat pizza and play these new video games that they had been producing. That was the whole idea, was basically a testing ground Yeah, yeah, for, for their new games. So he buys it from them and changes it 
from Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza, Pizza Time, Time Theater. Theater. <laughs> <laughs> to Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Time Theater was the original name, but then it got shortened to just Chuck E. Cheese. But he had he added uh, animatronic animals that play music as entertainment. Well, he said he'd always wanted to work for Disney, and he'd seen the the Bears, the mm-hmm. Disney music bears, and that's what he kind of created it off of. So. So he created Chuck E. Cheese and um, ran Chuck E. Cheese for a long time. Now, Showbiz Pizza. So I didn't grow up with Chuck E. Cheese, by the way. When I was a kid, it was Showbiz Pizza where I grew up. Yeah, Showbiz was in Iowa. I did. I had not heard of Chuck E. Cheese until. Yeah, we Showbiz was in Texas too, uh, and then um, they bought up. Uh, they they merged. I guess they didn't really buy up, but they merged and became Showbiz Pizza Time, uh, and they eventually completely merged into the Chuck E. Cheese brand in 1992. But it's funny to see, like even here, to see the old Showbiz animatronics at a Chuck E. Cheese because they're still around like 20 years later, mm-hmm. which or thir- fuck 30 years later. Hey, speaking of 1990s. I saw a TikTok video the other day. I know this is way off topic, but I got. <laughs> I saw a TikTok video the other day that was like, hey, so you remember when we were kids and, you know, you're, you're, you know, living, you're in high school or whatever, and anything 60s, you were like, oh my God, that's so old. I don't want to hear about the 60s. I don't want to hear about Woodstock or I don't want to hear about the Beatles. Like, that's so old. We don't, I don't care. It's different now that we're older, right? But like, most of the time, that was kind of the reaction like, oh, oldies are so stupid. So that was 30 years ago in the 90s. The 90s are now the 60s. Yeah, the 90s are now the 60s. So think about that, especially for, like, I'm looking at you, Jeremy, with kids. Well, it's uh, Jonathan will make a comment about something, like a movie from the 90s. And he'll say, when did that come out in the 60s? Because, like, there's no concept of time for him. But but still, like, that's like 30 years. Like, you think about how long 30 years was when you were, you know, 15 to 20 years old. I was watching Supermarket Sweep, and we were talking about how old that must be. Yeah. I remember that show. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I got off topic, That's but right. it just made me think, because that was 30 years ago that they merged together, and, and now they're not really there. Now, he did a bunch of other stuff after that. Um, well, so early 80s, he turns over the day-to-day Chuck E. Cheese to a restaurant executive so he could start focusing on some of his other ventures. Uh, Catalyst Technologies was one that he helped develop. Uh, Scent, is it Scent or Senti Technologies? Uh, Senti Technologies, I think. Data East Corporation. Uh, the thing is that some of these companies were sold to really big play, really big things. So oh, like, yeah, he picked We've got Pixar in here. We've got Hasbro in here. Like He he. he he so, grew yeah. companies and sold them a lot uh, throughout his career. So let's see. His U-Wink was a big one. Uh, and U-Wink was basically an abject failure. I don't think it did really well. Um, it was maybe um, Map a little Quest. early. So, yeah, MapQuest was the big one. So that was um, Ma- MapQuest is not what he started. No. Um, so it- a lot of his stuff isn't what he started. So, so Cadabrascope was his early attempt at computer animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sold it to a company called Bali, B-A-L-L-Y, for $38.9 million. And then it was later sold to Lucas, which began Pixar. Which is why I said he so, was yeah. testized to Pixar. Ca- Catalyst Technologies, which is the one that was 
Uh, it was a, mostly a venture capital firm uh, and business incubator, so it had a whole bunch of... So this is where a lot of little ties come in, and a lot of people that make a lot of money will oftentimes do this and start giving money to companies to grow. But one of the ones was ETAC, and that was the one they really wanted to be the first to digitize all the maps in the world, and they were a little before their time in terms of automotive navigation uh, systems. They created the first one. Um, this is pre-GPS, but... That what they created in terms of like digitizing maps is the same backbone today that like Google Maps, MapQuest, those companies use. Um, so that was another company that sold off and made tons of money for him. Rupert Murdoch, actually, the guy that yeah. the fucking shitbag that owns Fox, bought that in the 1980s. So he also created a an electronic device called the AG Bear mm-hmm. that would a kid would talk to it and it would talk back in the it's like a Teddy Ruxpin. Well so basically and what it was. He sold Hasbro. he sold it to Hasbro. Yep. And yeah. guess who makes Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, I know. Excuse you, Phoebe, can you stop wagging your tail into a curtain? I don't know why you got excited all of a sudden. <laughs> so you know, so he's been involved in a lot. His current uh his current um thing is brain rush. Uh, which is an educational software that he's actually, I think he's yeah. an active CEO, uh, in it right now. Um, and it's, it's being used, uh, currently, um, with a bunch of teachers and students to teach, uh, foreign languages. Um, so it's, it's, he's the whole time, he's just been a huge video game industry person. Uh, and he's a Utah. I don't know if he lives in California or Utah now, but. I think he's I think he's back and forth. Yeah, I mean he definitely does a bunch of stuff here. He so so in the late eighties, early nineties, he was actually working on autonomous pizza delivery robots for Little Caesars, which Little Caesars is also a Utah-based company. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So he has had his hand. I think he's mostly in Southern California now. So. In a ton of things, though. Yeah, like uh, it's like. It's really cool how much stuff that that dude's done over the years. And he actually is a Utah. What the fuck's going on here? I'm not sure, but we're just trying to keep things running. So, you know. Fucking stupid ads on sh- on pages that just autoplay kills me every time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, three famous Utahns, all for, for various things. Um, good job this week, Jeremy. I took three people to make it hey, <laughs> happen. That's right. I, Nolan Bushnell was, I don't know if you could tell, one of my favorites because I'm a giant fucking video game nerd. Yeah, he was cool. And, and like I said, the, the engineering behind the Zamboni is what was really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, it's really cool. And like the, the pictures and the, the patents and it's of just all really the cool. old shitty Zambonis that he was making out of Jeeps and Jeeps and, and <laughs> airplane <laughs> engines and just weird stuff. Hey, everybody. Jess is joining us on Skype. Hi. Jess has uh, got a mouthful of Tums to chew back after she had some hot chicken in Nashville. Well, I don't know. Are you in Nashville? Um, no. So I'm about 20 minutes north of Nashville in a little town called Hendersonville. Oh, so you're in Nashville. Yep. So basically. <laughs> That's like saying, no, I'm not in Salt Lake. I'm in uh, Draper. Yeah. Uh, Draper yeah, is completely separate. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but I definitely understand what you're saying, Chris, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's Nashville. But I've been to Hendersonville. So we did so. talk briefly about your trip to to Lynchburg. How did that go? Um it was I've been thinking about it every day since I went. <laughs> it was so it was so amazing and I want to move there. So did you get to tour through the distillery and everything? 
So it's a modified tour. Normally, you they take you into the actual like where the stills and stuff are, but because of COVID, oh, they yeah. don't right now. But they like walk you through the property. They take you up to where they um, make the charcoal that they um, distill through, and then they take you into. Um, I don't know, like they have a room where they have cooperage stuff. So they talk about the barrels and, um, they take you in one of the barrel houses, but I would really love, I would really love to go back, uh, when it's a full tour and kind of see everything. It's an amazing property. Like it's pretty mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah. I think that would be one place. Like I, I like brewery tours and stuff, but I think that one just because of my absolute love for Jack Daniels and then the, the, the freshwater. I thought you didn't. Wait a minute. I thought you didn't like it. Why did I think you didn't like it? I don't know. It's my go-to whiskey. Oh, best Southern sour mash. It's the only real sour mash there. I love Jack Daniels. We have all sorts of Jack Daniels in ours. What the heck? What did that just pop up? What? Well, the thing is, so it's really interesting because Moore County is a dry county, which we've talked about before, actually on our show. Um, The laws over time have prevented them even from like selling on Sunday, which I went on a Sunday and those laws just changed a couple years ago. And then over the like about eight years ago, they found loopholes to be able to do like tastings. Um, and it's funny because when you go into the store at the end, if you want to buy bottles, they don't sell liquid there. It's not a liquor store. They sell commemorative or collector collector's bottles <laughs> that just happen to have liquid in them. So that's their, loop, that's their loophole. But most of the ones that were in there, there was only like one or two that were not carried at like a normal liquor store. And when he was explaining it to me, He's like, this is like the bottom shelf for number seven. And I was like, I feel like that isn't very sell it very well. So I was like, well, did you slap them in the face and ask why they started making fucking cinnamon and apple? (laughs) (laughs) Slap them right across the face and say, what the fuck are you guys thinking? I didn't, but they were sold out of their like super fancy bottle, which is their Sinatra run right now. But there is some at the Utah liquor store because I did check the, the page before I. When well, that reminds me. We if there still, was anything, <laughs> we still need to crack the single barrel that I have in my my uh, thing for my birthday. I Josh did, gave me. I did get you shot glasses though, because I don't know. I really don't know why I thought that you didn't care for it, but I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway since the, all of it sold in Utah. It's just, it's just the same booze everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless so. they had like some special small batch stuff there, then. Nope. There's no. They didn't. Nope. It's it's no different. Just buy it at the store. Gentleman's Jack is my go-to. I have a freaking decanter. The green, the green number seven is only sold in five states. That was the only one, from my understanding of talking to the people there, that is sold in there. And so, he goes, he's like, it's bottom shelf. I'm like, oh, like wild turkey. And he just laughed. (laughs) And he was like. He's like, well, no. He's like, it's stored on our bottom shelves here, so it's not going through the distilling process, like, in and out of the barrels like the other ones are, like, seeping in and out of the oak. Like, it's a pretty straight process. And I was like, nah, that still sounds pretty basic. So, <laughs> but it, it's just like, it's the drive down there. I don't think I've ever done a oh, drive it's beautiful like that. Out it was, there. 
it was so incredible. And sadly, I took a different road back because there were a couple steps I wanted to make on the way back, but I ended up on a completely different road because I went to go find another distillery that just had barely opened in the last year. And anyway, so it I would was like to be that fine. distillery. <laughs> I mean, good for them, but how would you like to be that distillery that opens up next to Jack Daniels? Well, they're not. They're in Shelbyville, which is probably about 20 minutes north. Um, but there is another distillery in Lynchburg, and it's called um, oh American Craft Distillers, and they have a winery there, and they <laughs> just started distilling about two years ago. So I went in and talked to the distiller for a few minutes. They make them brandy. But, yeah. So anyways... Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that, <laughs> that reminds me of when I went to Connecticut on a business trip and we went to go golfing and saw the Pez factory in Connecticut. And we're like, <laughs> oh, let's go there instead. And so we went and stopped by the Pez factory and toured the Pez factory for an afternoon. Oh, I've cool. been I went I also went to the Moon Pie General Store because <gasps> Moon Pies are made in. Yes, Pez. they are. And I also went to one of the uh, Goo Goo Cluster uh, stores uh, in downtown Nashville. Because that's also me here. So, you know, have you had chess pie <laughs> while you've been there? Um, no, I've only. Did I see it? I think I saw it in a one. I saw it in a bakery, but I got a cinnamon roll there instead because they're known for their cinnamon rolls. But I did see it. I need chess pie. <laughs> I need to start. I just need to make me one. Yeah, just put pecans in it. It'll be better. No, because then it's so, a pecan pie. Besides, um. The the blatant Trump country, and that is not <laughs> just me naming it that. There are literal signs up and down the state that say Trump country. <laughs> like, I would totally move to Lynchburg. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could handle Tennessee as a place to live. It's beautiful. But, but... I bet this time of year with the fall leaves and everything, oh. it looks amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So you I did the snow. I went on a train ride too, which was really awesome. So, um, yeah, I heard that. So, what's the temperature over there in Tennessee? Because it was 18 degrees this morning. Um, whoa, currently <laughs> is um 63 degrees. It's been raining on and off um over the last it's few 38 days. 38 here. <laughs> no, it's 37. Oh, 37. Yeah, it's dropped. It's we we've hit 36. our peak. 36. It's 36. We've hit our peak for the day, folks. <laughs> Well, see, it's humid enough out here that I opened a package of gingerbread Oreos, and in two days, they're already soft, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you learn one thing living down in humid areas. You fucking reseal that in a bag Im immediately. You don't open boxes of cereal without putting them into, like, completely airtight sealed containers. Growing like, up in Iowa, that's what my mom would do. As soon as we opened a bag of cereal, she had the Tupperware. Yep. They'd go, go in straight the Tupperware. Because you couldn't just leave it in the box or... Three days later, they'd be full of weevils. Yeah, I don't here, remember it being in. I, I remember weevils in New Jersey, but I don't remember things getting soft in New Jersey. But that was a while ago. Right. So, well, I don't. New Jersey's. I guess New Jersey's pretty it's, humid. It's hella humid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's called the Garden State. It's I remember when we when we were in Florida, like nothing ever dried, or like Washington. DC, nothing That's the ever worst dries. When you get out of the shower and you feel like you haven't showered. Like I would go on runs and throw my running clothes over like a bar because in Utah you like it just dries. And I'd go to put them on and be like, I can't, I can't wear this. <laughs> Still right. wet. Uh, so we've already done like half the show. Um, that's cool. okay. Uh, we wanted to. Uh, we're gonna do 
I think we'll start with these words that we've had for a while. The 20 words? 20 words. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about Halloween. 20 words you'll only understand if you're from Utah. And and I don't know if all of these, if that's true, but for sure they're they're very Utah-oriented. So powder, when you say powder, um, it means snow in Utah. Everywhere else it's an illegal drug. Uh, no, I don't know about that, Jeremy. Colorado has powder. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. Their snow is not the same as our no. snow. They get the leftovers. Um, but or Cassie pretty much had a lot of snow and we had their leftovers. Uh, sorta. Okay, don't sit and argue with me. Just go. <laughs> Do you want me to? <laughs> uh, here's a Utah word. If I said sloughing to you. And you were not from Utah. You know what the fuck I was talking about? I don't know because I'm from Utah. I would be talking about like your skin sloughing off because you're a That's leper. S L O U G H I N G. Yeah, but when you say sloughing, that is the first thing that comes to my mind. When I came to Utah and someone's like, I sloughed a class, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Everywhere else, it's skipping a class. Right. But why, why is that? Where did that come from? Does anyone know? No idea. Uh, Ward. That why is a... Go ahead, Jess. Oh, I was just going to say, why didn't anybody ever, like, turn Ferris Bueller into a verb? Like, you're Ferris Buellering, like, you're sloughing. I don't know. Because <laughs> Ferris Buellering is really tough to say. But it's just like Buellering. <laughs> That's also not an easy word to say. Like, <laughs> uh, Ward, that is a... Uh... That is uh, not a hospital or prison ward. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is a that is a specific term used for Mormons, um, which I didn't understand it at first, but it makes a lot of sense now. So, in most places, you'll have a church for a neighborhood, and the church, even if it's a really popular church, everyone goes at the same time. Well, because sixty two percent of Utah is Mormon, uh, you have one church in a neighborhood. Uh, and it's a small neighborhood, and you can't fit 2,000 people in one sitting at that church. And so they create wards where you go to church at the same time as the seven blocks that are around you. And then the seven blocks that are next to that seven blocks go at a different time in the same church. They're a different ward. That's what a ward is, if you're not familiar with Utah's terminology. But uh, state- if you go down south, the wards are different. Like if you're in Louisiana, that's just like your neighborhood. Yeah, it's just the yeah. way, like it's a parish. Uh, it's like a parish for Catholics too, in a sense. But Catholic parishes just go to one church. <laughs> it's then and not at different times. No, there's different times. But to be fair, yeah, Catholics have like twelve masses a day. So hey, I just want you to know that sloughing is in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Somebody added it to the Urban Dictionary. I think it has to be. And it says uh, Utah word. No one knows it but Utahns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Uh, steakhouse, that one confused me as a kid. Yeah, because it ain't a place to eat. It is a specific particular church uh, where they have um, like basketball hoops and shit. Well, it's still a ward house. It's just <laughs> also a steakhouse. It's bigger. So there's the steakhouse so is like the steakhouse has a baptismal font in it as opposed to a regular ward house does not oh that's the difference originally really? oh. interesting um and like there were two mormon churches in the town i grew up in one of them was the steakhouse and it had the basketball hoops and yeah. stuff like that inside of it so yeah, the steakhouse so the individual wards are typically smaller and the steakhouse is le- i don't know how, it's, how to put it's 
over all of the smaller buildings. Yeah, it's That's where the, they go for a conference. That's where the stake president who's over all of the wards in the stake. That's where his offices but are. But they don't cook steaks there. No, there's they no steaks. Steak. Well, they can. There's barbecue grills there usually. The older buildings all had full-functioning kitchens. The new ones do not because of fire code and health and safety regulations. Yeah. You don't want the bishops fucking people on the sink. The one by our house anyway. had a place where they could uh, roast a pig in the ground. That's because we grew up in West Valley. Yep. This is in Kearns, okay. dude. Fetch. Fetch. That's just another way to say fuck. I don't say fetch. I say fuck. Yeah. Because if you say fetch, you just mean fuck. So yeah. you might as well just say what you mean. No, you say effing. Yeah, effing. I don't say effing either. Or and it's not, like, it's not like Mean Girls, that's so fetch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a replacement for the word fuck. Um, epic. This is not a Utah phrase. This is not a Utah thing. People refer to epic uh, because epic poems, epic events, epic blah, blah, blah. I worked in two different places doing two different things and worked in two different programs called Epic. Yeah, Epic is not a Utah term, I don't believe. But there is Epic beer. Too. Yeah, but that doesn't belong on a Utah word list, no. I don't think. The Holy War. Okay, so this is a very Utah thing because <laughs> the Holy War is between a religious school in BYU and the University of Utah. Not actually a Holy War, just sensible people yeah. and idiots. No. <laughs> The Holy War would be when BYU plays Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. That's yeah. more akin to a real Holy War, War now. Catholics in the morning. Yeah, except for that that BYU isn't as good of a school as Notre Dame. So BYU's no. beat them though, haven't they? Because they're playing. They're now playing some games together. I, I mean, I'm sure that they have, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Sorry, I had to spread COVID. Uh, fry sauce. That is a Utah that thing. Is as Utah as it comes. And and it is really sad when you go somewhere because fry sauce is delicious. And when you go, like we went to Colorado, it's next door, right? It's right over the mountains. Uh, and, and like 45 minute plane ride. We go to Five Guys and we're like, can we get some fry sauce? And the kid looked at me like, do you have two heads, dude? What the fuck did you just ask me for? When we were in Texas last year, my brother-in-law's kid, so my nephew, uh, asked for fry sauce at the restaurant in the, in the airport and the ladies just, Looking at him like, like, what are you fucking talking about? Kid? I don't even ask for it out of the state. I just ask if they have mayonnaise and ketchup. Catch it, make your own. When we went on the cruise with the girls to Mexico, they have a they had a hamburger station. They had a what was it, Guy Fieri or I can't remember. Anyway, I made a bunch of fry sauce and the girls just looked at me, so I had to go back and get more <laughs> make fry sauce. One uh, iceberg, which is just a drive-in here. This, look, I love the only in Utah people, only in your state, only in Utah. But Iceberg is a stretch, too, I think. Um, it's just a drive-in with uh, shakes. They're good shakes, though. Whoa. So, I'll give them Solitude. Solitude's a, a solid Utah-only thing. Ski resort, yeah. You know, it's a, a ski resort. Good little place. Elder, that is the Utah term. <laughs> no one says anything about elders anymore. But yeah, now unless you're in like like a Native American community, then you talk about your elders. But Well, or so... My, my grandpa Gates, who's Catholic, he was in an elders group in his church. Yeah, which just means old people. But you can have 19-year-old <laughs> elders in the Mormon church. Yeah. So True. An elder is just a uh, position. It's, an, it's a young Mormon boy getting ready for his mission call. <laughs> that's an elder. Yeah. Not a 70-year-old guy that's lived a lot of life. Uh, slots, uh, referring to Slot Canyon. Slot Canyon. 
that's a very Utah thing. There's not a lot of slot canyons in the world. Uh, we have most of them. Everywhere else, when there's a <laughs> slot, you're pulling the lever. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah. Primary. Uh, when people refer to primary in Utah, it means Sunday not school. Colors. It's Sunday school. Not colors or elections. Why can't they just fucking call it Sunday school? Because like primary is specifically for kids. Sunday school can it's, be all. Yeah, it's all ages. In what religion? Mormons. In the Mormon religion. Not in every other religion. <laughs> no, just Mormons. Like, I grew up, Sunday school was only for kids. Like, parents didn't go to it. In fact, it was fucked up because parents could drop the kids off and then come back to church an hour later. And, like, in the Southern Baptist Church, you had to spend an extra hour there that your parents didn't. And then they still made you go fucking listen to the sermon that was, like, an hour long afterwards. That's the same in Catholic school. When So, it used to be Catholic catechism, and then they changed it to CCD, which is, like, Catholic community development, I believe. Catholic kids drop off. No, and it's it's between <laughs> it's between sessions. It's mass and then the break in between and then mass and the break in between. Some and so some people will go to mass before and then go have coffee and donuts while their kids say, the went to go smoke cigars CCD. While the kids go to class. Well, not on Sunday usually because but like yeah, they had morning. to sit in the cafe but they and had, have donuts. But they and had coffee. donuts and coffee and uh, our churchy stuff, pizzelles and stuff, and then. Or you could go and take them to class before and then go to Mass after. But most people went to Mass first because you're supposed to fast for taking... I, I have I love Crown Burger, and I have been there for lunch many, many times. You know how many times someone said, want to grab some Crown for me? Never. Not one fucking Never. time. Never. That is another stretch, my friends, over at Only in Your State. Uh, Cougar, though. <laughs> Man, we talked about that last week. Uh, yeah, Cougars. Um, there's... There's actually multiple meanings here because it is also uh, older women hunting down young boys. Which that does happen here as well. A lot. There are actual cougars here and also BYU students are called cougars. So cougar has a lot of meanings here. Uh, lagoon, that is totally Utah. That's Utah. There's no other lagoon amusement park. Anywhere else, it's just a body of water. Yeah, I'd be like, what? Go to lagoon. What the fuck are you talking about? We, we're an inland body. I don't understand. A great uh, 80s movie. Boarding, and eh, that's not just a Utah thing. Well, it is, though, because when you say, I'm going to go boarding in Utah, Utah what does it mean? Snowboarding. Snowboarding. Yeah. Not skateboarding, not wakeboarding. It's snowboarding, always. Uh, Dixie, um, not a Utah thing. Dixie is a deep south term, and um, Utah needs to fucking get over Dixie and stop being a southern state. <laughs> I didn't know if it was because they started to grow cotton. They tried to go cotton. But oh, I actually on that note today I learned what defines a plantation, so that was very interesting. Size, right? No, it's actually they have to grow one of the four cash crops. Oh, mm-hmm. tobacco, cotton. Uh huh. Um, um, sugar. Not weed. Yeah, sugar cane. Not weed. No. <laughs> <laughs> he said wheat. Oh no, no, no! I said wheat. I said <laughs> not weed. Weed. Yeah. I said wheat. <laughs> What's the other one? Bananas. No, yeah, it's, it's not bananas. bananas. Would it be coffee? The wrong kind of plantation. Coffee. I okay. don't remember the fourth one. Anyways, just a random fact for you for the day. Because you can have a planta- a banana plantation outside of the U.S. Well, you can, but I was... Bananas. bananas. But where I was at today, they, people sometimes refer oh, to rubber. the house I went to as a plantation, but it's not because they did not grow. They had a farm, but they didn't grow any of those things, so... So rubber's the other one? 
Well, yeah. so it depends. So it has to be something specific in the U.S. because coffee, cocoa, tea, sugarcane, cotton, those are all considered cash crops elsewhere. So let's see. I don't remember what the fourth one is. I can ask my cousin. Hey, Larissa. Sugar, tobacco, cotton. They're slave plantations, it says. All right. Uh, <laughs> she, she's looking into Tobacco, it. rice, cotton, sugar cane, and indigo. Oh, rice. It was rice. It was rice. Yeah. It was rice. Tobacco, rice, cotton, sugar cane, and indigo were the five. What's indigo? The indigo girls. No, that is not... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know oh, indigo is a color. I didn't know it was a thing. Guy on the podcast. What's indigo? I don't like know. Cereal. Something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Closer I am to five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's a, it's blue, right? Yes. But I don't know what the crop is. My name is Indigo Montoya. No, that is father. not. Oh my god. We're moving on. It's uh, indigo. <laughs> it's inversion. Inversion is only in Utah. Like, they don't have that anywhere else? That weather? Um, I, that is a very unique weather phenomenon to Utah. I don't, think it, I don't think it's that it doesn't happen anywhere else, but it is. It happens here every year, and and there's time frames and conditions that cause it. Um, and I, 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 So I don't want to say it doesn't happen anywhere else, but it is very much a Utah thing. And when you say inversion, yeah, uh, people understand what you're talking about. So... Indigo is a natural dye extracted from the leaves of the plants of the Indigofera genus. There you go. And Indigofera plants were commonly grown and used throughout the world. So it's literally a crop grown to dye stuff blue. Yep, because it's a expensive How is that dye. a cash crop? It's an expensive dye. Blue and purple is the most expensive dye. Well, purple I get, but blue. That's why purple was a royalty color. <laughs> Um, and then conference, um, general conference in particular. I don't want to use just one word for that, but definitely, definitely a Utah thing. And that's where the Mormons go to church to watch someone on TV tell them what to do. Right? That's yep. the best explanation. Well, you can go there in person. Not, not during COVID. Well, okay, not during <laughs> COVID, but normally you can go there in person. So the state of Utah wants you to be safe? No, they want you to be safe. No, they want you to be safe, I They'd promise. They'd like you to be AFE. AFE Halloween I want you to be AFE. But, no, the state of Utah has produced a whole bunch of safe Halloween recommendations for Halloween this year because we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're turning 15, 16, 1700 cases a day right now, which is fantastic. Our hospitals are really getting near complete capacity and not being able to actually help people. Don't worry, Tennessee is running the same numbers, so... Are there hospitals in such dire straits too? Yep, they're getting. So my cousin-in-law is a doctor, and they do testing all the time. And he was saying that they're they're pretty bad shape too. So for trick or treaters, uh, a costume mask does not replace a cloth mask. Please make sure you have the cloth mask on. What uh, if you consider- have like one of the like vintage ones from like? The 80. <laughs> then it's probably going to stick to your face if you get near a fire with the plastic that you can't breathe through. Yeah, those were the best, man. Yeah, but there's a little slit, like this big. So <laughs> still some spittle could get through. So when I was a little kid, I was like probably in kindergarten or first grade, I wanted to be a witch. But you oh. know, witch, witch is not a traditionally a boy's costume, but my mom let me be a witch. With That's the cla- cool. like a plastic the green, green face plastic with the, with yeah. the, oh yeah, with the hat and all. Good for your mom. My sister was that, the, the 
the green plastic, basically painted garbage bag. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wear your costume mask over a cloth mask, they say. Um, so maybe incorporate it into your costume if you can. Um, Stay away from six feet. Stay six feet away from Stay others. Stay away from six feet? Yeah, who don't live in your home. Good luck. Uh, for trick-or-treating, um, keep your distance. Wait for, uh, wait or go up to a door if there's our, wait to go up if there's already a group there. So don't like, you know, stammer into people. Um, don't hang out in front of the house for any longer than you need to. This is the big thing, right? So um, in, in a serious manner, one of the, deals with coronavirus like if you're passing by someone in the grocery store unless they actively cough or sneeze on you you're not likely to get covid from them right that's just not especially if they're wearing masks there's just not a big chance that they're going to have uh um particulates come out of their nose or mouth and attach to your face they i think the studies say it's like 90 seconds basically of time uh interacting with someone for just particulates in a naturally speaking manner to actually start to uh, interact with you. Um, so that's why they say keep it brief. Um, and now the state of Utah has some fucking... What if you did like, if you did like run by candies, like, like, <laughs> you, like make the kids run by your house and you have to like throw candy at them. Run by candy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if those are words, but that might be the. There was a there was a TikTok that I watched where there was like a big it looked like a giant birdhouse and it was clear and you could see the candy inside, and you pressed a button and it released three pieces of candy down this long tube into like a slot at the sidewalk level, and if you wanted to make a donation, you could because they have it up right now, and so like this guy like put a little quarter in and he took his three little pieces of candy and off he went. Uh, it says, don't let your kids eat their candy before they get home. When you get home, you can wipe the wrappers off with a disinfecting wipe. If you go through a kid's Halloween candy haul and wipe down every piece of candy, you probably ought to just not let your kid go. Yes. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, I know there's a risk of transmission because sick people are handing out candy. But, you know, maybe my suggestion there would be, let the candy sit there for a day. Give them candy that you know from mm-hmm. from your own house that they can have. Um, or maybe say, okay, pick which ones you want and wipe off a couple of them for the night. And maybe that's a really good way to like keep your kid from eating too much candy. Like but you could the... catch COVID, so I need to know before you eat it because we need to clean it. Well, and, and, and I'm saying just for a few days because the COVID virus isn't going to live on the wrappers of those candy. You know, look, I remember as a kid, I would have Halloween candy for months. And then once it got to like, like early spring, I would be down to the shit that I didn't really want to eat, but I still had candy. The so gum, the hard pink. Yeah. Or like the, like gum. the, the cinnamon discs or the Brock's butterscotch. Hey, discs. we have those Dude, both up in our chest. are delicious. And we are all fucking over 40 or close to. So <laughs> I was going to say you and Jess aren't over. This, we're talking old people candy. When you were, when you were eight, Butterscotch Jeremy and discs. I like ribbon candy now. Yeah, butterscotch <laughs> discs were not the bee's knees when you were eight. Well, they held no in to even Tootsie Rolls. I actually loved butterscotch discs. I, I do too, but guess, when I was going through my candy, guess what did not get eaten right away? That crap. You know yeah. what, though? Hard candy, I am not as much of a fan of because it, 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 you can't just like throw it in your mouth and, and run through it as fast as you can, soft candy. But I, so that, what, if, what if you had like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been there, obviously, for almost two weeks. But 
like, what if you just had a party with people that you like knew their situation and you just had like, you don't need to be out trick or treating. I mean, we're closing our house well, to trick or treating. So there's actually a, there's actually a few more recommendations here. So obviously wash your freaking hands. Um, I would recommend having sanitizer. If you have your kids trick or treating and you're kind of doing the drop off at a cul-de-sac, let them walk. I got it guys. Candy cannons. <laughs> just fucking blast them. Like, like the cannons. t-shirt cannons, like the yeah. t-shirt, yeah, t-shirt cannons of the game. Put candy yeah, like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be liable for candy cannons. Um, that's dangerous shit. And knock a kid over, open the door. I feel, like, or, I feel yeah. like it's maybe less dangerous than COVID, though. Um, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so they do say don't go trick or treating or to a party or other activities if you or someone you live with, uh, someone that lives in your home, has tested positive for COVID in the last fourteen oh, days. Oh, nobody's gonna know in Utah because we've told everybody not to test. Has exposed to so has been exposed to someone that has had COVID. Uh, should be in isolation. Has symptoms. If they're fucking sick at all, don't go. It sucks. Stay home. Take your kid sisters half their shit or something. Um, so understand your risk level uh, is a big deal. Um, they have some tips for answering the door. Avoid direct contact. Give out. Give out treats outdoors if possible. Set up a station with individually bagged treats for kids to take. Like, they're going to fucking do that. Make sure you're washing your hands, guys, and, and wear a mask. Those are the two biggest things to take away as you're giving away candy. Wash your hands before you take off your mask because you've just handed out candy to people and probably had to grab a bag or something and touch your... I, I like this trunk or treat one because they have follow recommended recommendations for trick or treating. Have trunk or treaters going one way. Park cars six feet apart. Don't go to a trunk or treat if someone is high risk in your house. That's or the same just thing. candy cannons. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, no, Jess, no candy cannons. <laughs> I'm not out to injure children. Um, Halloween parties and activities. They have a whole list. On they have the, to warn people not to wipe down the candy itself because that would be dangerous. <laughs> well, I don't like. Mom unwraps the Snickers hey. bar and wipes it off with the Clorox. <laughs> Everyone loves a little Clorox bit of honey. <laughs> no, uh, that is another candy that is one of the last yeah, candies to be eaten. not good. I like Bitto Honeys, but no, I, I never honey. had a soft one. Never had a soft one. You know why? Because they don't sell and no one eats them. Or how about those assholes that get... So I noticed this at the store. You know the little fruities, the little t- fruity, fruit-flavored Tootsie Roll things? They don't come out at Halloween until like the week of Halloween because they're the they're the like... That's how you know when someone waited till the last minute to buy candy because they bought those. Well, except for they come out all separate too. So they'll like grab some and you get like five like little teeny tiny like not even bite yeah. worthy candies. And they don't and and the, the or the stingy people with the pixie sticks. God, I hated the pixie sticks. When the sugar got on everything. In my old neighborhood <laughs> when my girls were little, there was a couple that the, the husband worked at the Wonder Bakery and so he'd bring the little teeny baby loaves that are like four inches long and every kid would get a little teeny baby loaf of wonder bread so there's a bunch of like low risk activities moderate risk and high risk activities that they list so you could have car- your party outside while it's 14 degrees yeah <laughs> like stupid um they do say like a haunted forest is a better type of haunted house uh avoid parties uh crowded costume parties held indoors oops <laughs> <laughs> that might happen anyway um, but it's just like everything else. Just just think before you do stupid shit, people. All right, should talk about our poll, our Twitter poll. 
Oh yeah, you did a Twitter. So I did poll. a Twitter poll, uh, and I asked our our Twitter followers, um, due to COVID nineteen, who is celebrating Halloween twenty twenty? Eighty three of you, eighty three percent of you said, "Hell no, stay at home." And that was six people. That's true. I don't. I have no idea. That's true. We had six people vote. Zero said go to a party with friends. We really only had six people vote. Yeah. Oh god. Seventeen percent. I have no idea what to do. So our followers, all six of them. Yep. Thanks for participating. Most of them say stay at home. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I'm curious. I plan to stay at home. I'm curious how many trick or treaters. Uh, we're 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 turning off the porch light. We're closing up shop, and we might go to Jeremy's instead. We're gonna we're gonna wrap our porch in caution tape so people can't even walk up the steps. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, last thing we're gonna do, and then we'll call it a night. Uh, we're gonna do some Halloween trivia. So, hey, I'm before you get into some funny trivia, I just wanted to. Um, did you guys see the news article about the Halloween party that was going to be held? It made national news. I thought it like. Oh, yeah. The great big one. Yeah. So that was going to be a Halloween protest party that was scheduled for Saturday. Um, It says near Salt Lake, which I think it was supposed to be down in Provo. Um, Anyways, it was supposed to be massive and somebody caught wind of it. And maskless. Yeah. And maskless. Yes. Massive and maskless. Anyways, so they they have shut it down, but I was reading some of the comments on their Instagram and I'm it just, I, I, we shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised by now, but I still kind of have hope. And so I have zero hope for people in Utah County. They're all morons. They are. They are. Everyone that lives in Utah County. <laughs> they all live in Eagle mountain too. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you laugh, but it's real. Like I can show you. I totally the, the totally poking fun at Jess, and she's just like no, because she wasn't looking true. at your face because you can't see you. Yeah, I can't. Just like totally you. had the face of like, come on, say, hey, that's what he wanted you to go. Hey, <laughs> nope. She just fed more into it. And she said, no, nope, he's right. Actually, it's true. The people all around me are complete idiots. Well. I hate to break it to you for those people who took the poll and don't think that we should go anywhere, but I'm going to a company thing on Thursday and then we're having friends over on Friday and then we're probably going to Jeremy's house on Saturday. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm going to a company Halloween parade that we're also doing on Zoom Friday. Anyway. Why are you doing it on Zoom and why do you have to go in? Because I need to be there. Uh. That's like saying, you know, I know you run half the business, but why do you need to be there? Because we have to go look at countertop slabs. Yeah, and we'll go do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to go to this, uh, some Halloween uh, trivia. So how well uh, do you know, how will you do uh, Halloween trivia? Oh, God, I hate KSL so much. This is a few years old. Their writing is fucking horrible. Um, but uh, we're going to take this Halloween trivia. So. I want each of you to answer these, and then we'll uh, we'll score up everyone. So keep track of your own score. Oh, I gave all my paper. Oh, I don't have a pencil. Um, okay. Hold on, Jeremy's got to give me some paper back. Keep track on your phone. I'm going to track on my phone. Okay. Okay. So the first question, we all ready, Jeremy? Yep. You ready over there, buddy? Ready. First question is: What is trick or treating thought to be derived from in England? And I'll give you it's multiple choice. So hopping. Soliciting, souling, or calling? Souling. What? 
What is trick or treating thought to be derived from in England? Hopping, soliciting. Are we, are we answering these out loud for, or are we yeah, checking later? Oh. Answer them out loud. It's not. This is a podcast. I, I don't get the. I don't get the question. So. <laughs> soling. 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 What is so? I don't even know what soling is. I don't either. Guess we'll find out when we're done. But it sounds more creepy than the rest, so I'm going to go with that. Does it tell you at the end, I guess? I get must. Uh, what used to traditionally be carved on Halloween? Turnips? Turnips. Beets? Carrots or pumpkins? Turnips. Turnips. Oh, wow. Jesus, you guys are fast. Bree's just giving up now. Well, point. no, because if we're just... Yeah. What is considered to be the birthplace of Halloween? Mexico? Scotland? Ireland or the U.S.? Scotland. Actually. Because it came from the Don't Druid. fucking Google it, Jess. I'm not. I'm. She's like, actually, look. and then I see her phone come up into the camera. View. No, here. Look, I have my post-it note. You told me to keep track of it. Right, what, what about you? What do you I'm going to say Ireland. Ireland. Because I know I, it, comes, it comes from the Druids and... I don't have a pencil, so I'm writing it on a post-it note. Okay. So to be fair, all pagan religions form a lot of the Christian yeah. uh, yes. holidays. Christians tr- took the pagan holidays and made it a Christian holiday to counteract. I'm going to guess it's the I'll U.S. Scotland. Okay. I'll, I'll do the, uh, the other one then. Did you say there Great. before? I chose Mexico, really. Yeah, I'm going to pick Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody picked all the other ones. Why did people start wearing costumes on Halloween? Was it for trick or treating? To hide the, to hide amongst the ghosts. To hide from ghosts. Mm-hmm. To scare neighbors or to act in a play. So oh. to hide from ghosts. The ghosts. Yeah, that's what I think. How old is Halloween thought to be? Five hundred and thirty-two days. Uh, two hundred years. <laughs> Nine hundred years. Two thousand years or six thousand years. I want to say nine hundred years. I'm going to say if it's like druidic stuff, it's got to be 2,000. That's what I'm thinking, 2,000. What do you think, Jeremy? 2,000. I'm going with 2,000. I'm putting 2,000 for the group answer because we've democratized it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm lowballing my answer. What was candy corn? Or It's not the price is right. You can go <laughs> What was candy corn called originally? Oh, I read Was it about chicken that. feed? Yes. Corn morsels? No. Farm drops oh, it was chicken or feed. cob candy. Cob oh, candy. Cob candy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change my. You were so sure about chicken. Feed I did think it was that, that until you one. said cob candy, and then that sounded better. Right, I'm going Let's with, go with that cob one. candy. That I'm pretty sure it's cob likely. candy. I don't want them people. To, people doesn't don't want to confuse real chicken feet with candy corn. Although I'm sure the chickens would love candy corn too. I don't think they'd care one way they fucking eat everything. Our dog like can't likes candy corn, but we try not to give it to her because it's really sugary. <laughs> What country was the first to publish a written account of kids saying trick or treat? U.S. Scotland, Ireland, the United States, or Canada? I'm going with Scotland again. I'm going to go with the U.S. Jeremy? Going with Ireland. Mexico. <laughs> Definitely not Mexico. Uh, I'm the deciding vote here. I got to think it's if, if Jess is right about it being Scotland, then Scotland's probably the first place. I'm going to go with Scotland. We'll see. The largest pumpkin ever weighed? 125 pounds. 532 pounds. More than that. 836 pounds. More. 
Or 675. 900. The 900 one. That would be the highest. Yeah. Was That's the one we want to go with. Jeremy thinks it's high. Well, this has got to be older then because I know that I've... It's last year. I thought they've had pumpkins in the 1,000 pound. Apparently not. Yeah. So 900 then. Okay. How much does the U.S. annually spend on candy, costumes, and decorations for Halloween? $532. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> 20 million. Eight billion, eight hundred million, or six billion? Eight hundred million. I'm going to say it's six billion dollars a year. The second one, yeah, I'm going to go with B. Eight billion. Yeah. I'm going to go with six. Jeremy six and I both billion. said six. That sounds right. What I would US, spend eight million dollars on Halloween. Uh, what U.S. city holds the world record for having thirty thousand one hundred and twenty-eight jack-o'-lanterns lit uh, at the I've same time? I've seen it. Is it New York City? Boston, Minneapolis, or Austin? Austin. Ooh. I'm going with Austin. I'm going to go with there, Minneapolis. I don't even know if there's 30,000 people in Minneapolis anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go back through and see what we got right. So it is scout souling. So correct. What's souling? Pe- poor people would knock on doors asking for food in exchange for saying prayers for someone's home. Soul. For Air home's soul. dead relatives on All Souls Day in England. I just say my own damn prayers. <laughs> uh, turnips was correct on traditionally carved. Um, in, in a traditional Celtic story, uh, a man named Jack tricked the devil. Should I say Celtic story? Uh, <laughs> after, after Jack died, the devil made him roam the night. Did he go down to Georgia? With only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the piece of coal in a carved out turnip. A common vegetable there and became known as a Jack of the Lantern. Oh, that's a cute story. Okay, here's a controversial one. What is considered to be the birthplace of Halloween? 532. Jeremy was right with Ireland. Hey, it's me. It doesn't fucking give any... That is lame. Just gives the answer. It just says Ireland. And my guess is because of the Celtic stuff. That's that's Irish, right? Mm -hmm. Mostly. Why did people start wearing costumes on Halloween to hide from ghosts? The tradition was uh, as a way for the Celtic and other European people to hide from spirits who returned at this time of year. All right. Oh, 6,000 years old. They believe uh. it started in 4,000 B.C. Okay. Hey, wow. so it was. it's called the first day. It's the first day of all hollow tide, which is which was in Ireland. Yeah, so. I didn't think the Celtic culture was that old. I don't think super it was 4,000 well, years it's, beyond. It's pre... Pre-Christ, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think 4,000 years. It's like, that's really ancient old. ancient Egyptian times. It's pre-Roman. It was, a Celtic, it was an ancient Celtic harvest festival, like part, like Samhain is the is the festival okay. that it's based after. Yeah. You should have stuck with your gut on chicken feet. Was that was, was I right? Chicken oh, you can. <gasps> I, got, I thought you guys convinced. I I thought I'd read something where it was that, but then you said, uh, "Yeah," and I was like, "Maybe I'm wrong." Uh, what country was the first to publish a written account? Canada. Oh. The, oh. the youthful tormentors were at a back at back in back door and front door, demanding edible plunder by the word "trick or treat," to which. The inmates gladly responded and sent the robbers away rejoicing. Trick or treat is deemed. Uh, Harold Lethbridge, Alberta, November fourth, nineteen twenty-seven. Hey, do you want to know why it's called? It was called chicken feed. Why they marketed 
as that because w- before World War One, most Americans didn't eat corn. It was just for farmers. Oh, that would make sense. So there That's we go. Yeah, Jeremy, you're wrong. Corn candy. 836 pounds for the pumpkin. Really? Norm oh. Craven in 1993. I thought they had 1,000 pounds. Oh, you're I wrong. It's 1,000 pound You're turnips. wrong. <laughs> and Jeremy, we were right. Six billion dollar a year industry, the second most commercial day of the year in the U.S. Uh, people spend two billion dollars alone in candy. That's fucking Not this year. Wild. Wait, how much? Two billion. Just in two billion in candy. It was a six billion dollar a year holiday. Oh man, I was. Uh, we were all wrong on the pumpkins. It was Boston. Mm. Boston. Boston. Hmm. Um, we didn't do I so. Three. I only got five right. I think you won. I'm disappointed in myself. That's okay. We're all disappointed in you too. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I listen. I am a disappointment to many. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I think that's gonna do it for this week, folks. Um, thanks. I'm glad you got to join us for. for Wish that me luck tomorrow for- while I go stand in the voting lines with my daughter. Oh, oh, because she didn't get her ballot in on time, huh? Yeah, well, or I just didn't step in on her. Uh, yeah, it's like it didn't. So Chris said he went in and his was automatically set to mail-in ballot. But when I went in to make sure that the address and everything was right on mine, I had to mark it. And she didn't realize that she had to go and check and make sure that it, it came. And so when she didn't get hers and she went and looked, it wasn't marked for mail-in. So she's got to go do it in person. Uh, you should get your mom and go take her I thought you. about it. Make her vote. Because she's not going to vote otherwise. She was a liar. She told us she was registered. She wasn't registered. She oh, said no. she voted uh, four for, years ago for not for Trump. And I, and I was like, I don't remember you voting, Mom. I did. It's like, okay, but you're not registered, so I'm not sure how you did that. <laughs> you voted for Nixon. <laughs> I dropped off my ballot right before I left in a ballot box in Saratoga Springs. I saw the the little boomerang thing you did on whatever media thing that was. Chris and I did ours unceremoniously in the dark. You know when I see your social media post, Jess? <laughs> yeah, when you're sitting on the toilet. Yep, when I'm pooping. That's the yep. only time. I know. So, just wanna... He doesn't even notice mine. I have to tell him. I tagged you in something. Go look at it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, there's a whole folder in my Gmail that's social media, and I just delete everything that's in there constantly. I don't ever read it. Oh, I do that, too. I hate the notifications. Yeah, I don't keep mine. They're all off my phone now, too, so you got to text me if you want to talk to me for reals. Uh, but that is going to do it. So um, I don't know what to say, really. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Everybody everybody, text Jeremy a happy birthday on Thursday. Woo-hoo. Yeah, happy birthday to Jeremy. That's coming up. And, um, yeah, have and a... he'll be older than me. <laughs> have a safe and hopefully COVID-free Halloween. Uh, and that's it. Oh, I did want to say one other thing. Folk Hogan, um, go help them out. They haven't played a show in a long time. Um, they do all of our intro and outro music. Um, they're great guys. They have a lot of merch on their website. Just go to folkhogan.com, buy some of their shit to help these guys out. This, this is what a lot of them do for a, a living or at least a, a chunk of their living. Uh, so go help them out. Go buy some merch. Um, you know, help, help, a few starving artists out uh, as they can't really do shows. Hey, and the next time we see are together, the um, voting will almost be closed. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Yep. It'll be election night. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Ya. We'll see you on the flip side and, um, you know, get a gun and load it with candy and shoot children in the face. <laughs> <laughs>